up, everybody? This is the African Wise Fools Podcast. I'm DT. And I'm DK. I'm KD. And we are back again another week. So before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We just want you guys to know that everything we say on this is all opinionated. It's just us talking about our experiences, us having fun with it. Uh, we hope that you guys learn from it and you enjoy. Uh, but again, this is all opinion. So if you agree or disagree, let us know in our DMs on our Instagram account. And yeah, we'll take it from there. All right, cool. So uh, this week, in the spirit of Black History Month, yes, sir. we have a very interesting topic. So if you guys don't know, um, you know, two gentlemen here are both from uh, GH, both, man, yeah. and Gambia, Gambia and GH. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> about you are both from Ghana, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Before, before we even get into it, we have to uh, really send a special thank you to our producer and editor, mm. and, you know, Babs, slash manager, our slash manager, a social media. Like she, honestly, she does everything. She does everything. Shout she, out. she put all of this together. Honestly, it was yeah. just an idea. And an idea that is not executed is just an idea. Like, and all she, we do is sit here and talk. <laughs> yeah. She puts it together. She puts it together and she goes above and beyond. Like I'm honestly when we brought the idea like three weeks ago, oh yeah, she she was the one who made our email, the Instagram account the very next day that I brought up the idea. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was planning on doing the, the the entire thing like two days after I'm just a lazy person, my bad. But like this person actually put the entire thing together, and here we are on our third episode. And everyone has been so, the response has been amazing. Right? The response yeah. has been great so great. far. So far, yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you all so much for supporting our podcast and helping us grow. We hope you can you know, enjoy it, you know, enjoying us. I mean, stay with us for as long as this journey can go. Yep. So in the spirit of Black History Month, these two gentlemen are, as I mentioned, are from Ghana. You know, from West Africa. Um, I was born in Virginia, as I mentioned in a previous episode, so I'm African-American. So uh, what we're talking about today, which I think a lot of you will be interested to um, tune in for, is uh, experiences between Africans and African-Americans. That's right. You know, so um, you know, this is very interesting because then I'll, I'll be the one uh, doing this talk because I think it will be interesting to just kind of get you know, a point of view from African perspective, and then and then I'll, I'll give a point from African American perspective, and then we'll kind of uh, bring it full circle. Right. So this of course, is a of course. very interesting topic. You guys, I'm sure whoever's listening has had this uh, discussion with many of their friends, their family members, so on and so forth. So I have a few questions I have for my brothers here. Sure. Let's All get right. ready to offend some people. Oh man, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just know I'm trying to play it safe as, as we can. We're playing it as safe as we can. So and if you get offended, you, yeah. that's, no, that, that's what you're doing. We, I, I didn't wise, mean to. We're wise and foolish. We're wise and foolish. So, so don't, you know, don't, don't, take it, don't, don't take it too seriously. Don't take it too hard. Yeah. I take it seriously too. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. So, uh, so, what was your first impression of African Americans, and how has your view evolved over the years? You wanna go first, KD? I mean, DK. <laughs> um, and thank you for calling me KD. Yeah, <laughs> but, anyways, um, my my opinion, <laughs> my my first opinion when uh, when it came to African Americans, 
Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know how I viewed them when I first got here. Like I mm. like before we before we had this discussion, I was trying to think like how did I view African Americans yeah. when I first got here? And honestly, I didn't get to like have a view of them and like when I first got here because the community that I was in there wasn't a lot of African Americans. Like mm. the, the high school that I came in here and I went to, like I was living in McLean and that's Tyson's Corner, if anybody knows where that is, right town. <laughs> it's it's full of white people. Yeah. Like the high school I went to, the year that I graduated, there were like three black guys that graduated, or four black people Damn, that graduated man. from Damn, that bro. class. Did you know each other? And yeah, of course we did. The other one, the other one was this other guy that I ran track with, and the other guy I played, the other two guys I played football with. Damn. And those were the only those were the only black guys that graduated. And then him, like that. and then one of one of the guys that I ran track with, he was from Sudan, so he wasn't like a legit like African American guy. Uh, yeah. And the other guy too, he was a mix. He was mixed, so he wasn't also legit African American. Like you know, it was it was a. So I didn't really get that uh, perspective of African Americans until until VCU. And so at Nova, it was also the same. At Nova, the encounter was, it was more diverse compared to my high school, but then it was more of like people from all other sorts of countries. Yeah. And, and even then, I found myself in a community where I was around a bunch of Africans. Sure. You know, we, a bunch of Africans, will get together. I, didn't, I don't think I made any African-American friends until I got to VCU where my first roommate was african-american mm -hmm. and that's when i started relating to african-americans and whatnot um, but besides that or besides having a personal encounter to get a view of them um mm -hmm. social media or my or like my mom never really told me like but i i hear from some other people that their parents would be like yeah don't don't mess with african-americans yeah. and, yeah. and don't do that my mom never really told me something like that so mm -hmm. like to me i didn't have any like Bias opinion over them about them until I actually met them, mm. um, and now he has bias opinions. So. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I have that. But, said, I mean, I, I mean, there's definitely some differences between Africans, the way we approach oh, yeah. things, and the way African American approach things. Yeah, so that's, that's um, we never, I never had like a bias opinion. But obviously, social media always like back home, like social media always put, uh, portrays yeah. them as a certain type of way yeah. because we only see them through their rap music. We only yeah. see them through. Like, like sports yeah, and yeah. all of that like back home when the only time we hear we hear about african-americans yeah. really was barack obama becoming president yeah you know, we we're all celebrating that yeah, yeah, besides yeah. that anytime we hear about african-americans it's through rap music true true and, and then and in their rap music yeah. you see them doing drugs yeah. doing all of these things yeah. dancing with the girls yeah. without the shred and the girls wearing tongs and all of that, that so that's too strong exactly because <laughs> you you were enjoying that huh you're enjoying them dancing yeah, in the thongs huh? <laughs> but anyways that was that was what that was that was what we were getting or that was that was the picture we are giving of African Americans sure. when I was back home in sure. Africa. So yeah, that's so, so it was basically like a, a blank. You didn't have like a necessarily like a, a you didn't grow up with a negative. It was like a blank slate until you pretty much went to college. And so I went to college and I yeah encountered them and also and also mm -hmm. social media portraying them as rappers mm, yeah. or musicians sure. and sports players and sure. okay. Did that, that ever like? Because of that experience, I mean, the things that you saw when you encountered your first roommate, did it? Did you already have like this certain 
standard that your, your roommate was gonna act like because of social media influence no no i was actually excited mm. um i mean i saw his name i looked him up on uh facebook yeah uh, i found him on facebook um I don't know if I added him, but then when I met him, we were cool. Like the first couple of days, like I talked to him, we, we hit it off, we were, we were talking and stuff. And that's when I started, actually, I remember that our first conversation, that's when I started learning like how different we are and how, especially how different we talk. And yeah. obviously we talk differently because yeah. Yeah, yeah. we are from different places, but like the way we think about things was different. The way we do things was different. And yeah, it's nothing hey, bad. Hey, that's dope, man. Mm -hmm. Mine, uh, my when I came here twenty twelve, um, like like him, my only view of what the African American culture was was from MTV, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the rappers and the women and all that. And mm -hmm. also the only thing that I saw from TV was you know, the, you know, like always in trouble, you know, like you know, it's like some gang or all this stuff. Right. So it's, that was yeah. the only information I was getting, and so the. It was creating a stigma around african-american culture especially for conservative africans mm -hmm. so they had this mindset that these people act in a very you know like messy manner mm -hmm. i think nigerians even have a term for it which is a very awful term um that they used to describe african-americans and so um it's akata akata yeah so when they i remember my 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 parents and the friends you know when they but they get it, it you know how old people be getting and then we start talking about stuff like that and i was i was just like damn that's how yeah so when i got to school what i was expecting to see was not what i saw you know like he said the first few that i met i went to tc williamson alexandria that's like africans and whites and all these things and stuff mm -hmm. so i got to see some african americans they were not what my parents were saying that they were you know what i mean it wasn't well they were not fitting in the the uh the criteria that we were putting and so, you know some a lot of them were very cool people to mm -hmm. me when so i was like so so at that time i don't really i was actually very ignorant about a lot of things i didn't know about to say that i didn't know about racism someone probably thinking that i'm lying because i, I really didn't and i was just in there for the vibes like That's I, said, right. I, was, I didn't really put my mind on it because i had never experienced because racism is not part of my life racism yeah. is not in africa it's not in ghana like, that's fair why are you going to raise this to me you, totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny right what's like back home right yeah. you know when sometimes you used to write, they make you write essays about yourself mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. I never referred to myself as black. I never did either. I just yeah. said I'm a Ghanaian. No, well, like, but then sometimes when we were writing, we were thought that we will write like, so usually when you're light-skinned, you say I'm fair in complexion, oh, right? yeah, that's true. So like, I would say that I was fair in complexion because I was a little lighter back then. Mm -hmm. So I would say I was fair in complexion. True. But then when I came to America... The stress got you, now you... you it's, not that, it's, not like, it's not like the stress or anything. But then, like, I wouldn't even think of referring to myself as that. Like, right. auto, like automatically, like, right. I just refer to myself as black. True. And, and also, like, back home, there's no, like white versus black yeah. or anything so when you, when we come here yeah. like you're automatically that's black but then sometimes and also when you're filling out documents and stuff yeah you're trying to find a spot that says african african that spot is not there it's yeah. just black. african american yeah well uh, black american that's true and then so then you just have to try to and fit into that that, that ballpark exactly. and then like i remember i asked my advisor one time i was like there's no african on here <laughs> he's like oh, excuse me <laughs> 
black right. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's something that we have been dealing with. But just go ahead and go with the oh, really? African so, American. Did they acknowledge at that point, huh? So that, mm-hmm. that kind of leads into another question I had. Like, do you see, do you consider yourself African American or do you consider yourself something else? Like, when you, when you check that box, like, do you feel right checking off that black slash African American box or do you do you genuinely feel it should be something different like do you feel like after a couple years Africans mesh into what whatever African Americans are do you think that it's its own thing or do you think it's it's a little bit of both or like how do you feel about it I remember there was this one class that I was in like the teacher said that the the black um it's for it represents it doesn't just represent African Americans it's for Afro-Caribbeans Afro-Latinos anyone who has African blood within them fits within the box of black of black mm-hmm. and so um that i was like okay and also africans too so it's like i was like, okay so that i guess the black is for me and so then i didn't mm-hmm. really honestly i go and go with that sense of identity it never really was a problem for me like you were saying mm-hmm. like you we already knew who we were from the start mm-hmm. and you know, like i'm dark in complexion i'm very complexion mm-hmm. when i came here i didn't really have to write any of those essays so it's like Honestly, I was just cruising, man, because I didn't really know exactly. about. I didn't, I didn't really know about this racism. I was like, I, it wasn't. No, you don't know you've been swindled until somebody explains to you that you got mm-hmm. swindled. That kind of thing. It wasn't until my right. freshman year of college that you know, uh, uh, Babs was just educating me on all these other things, and I was like, mm-hmm. the one that got me was a Tuskegee experiment, and I was just thinking, yo, that's so messed up. You know, mm-hmm. so I just started reading for myself, and I was see. And then so then I started having all these flashbacks to the times when I remember this one lady, this one old white lady was asking me like, well, I was like, well, what was I thought I was from Ghana. I was like, oh, you speak very good English. Now at the time I was, I thought it was a compliment, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was this weird micro, I was it micro, I guess I don't forget. But mm-hmm. that, that assumption that people but then I, I, don't speak good English, that kind of thing. But like before, before I answer your question, uh, DT, but if someone says you speak very good English, like honestly, I still don't look at it as like, Racism or like I, I, microaggression yeah. or like micro racism or whatever you but want I would to call imagine it. Imagine that like you would understand that people who because like well, here's where it comes from where they start putting you in certain classes that you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. in because you're from this place. No matter how intelligent you are, in you my see, case it was kind of like that. Like mm-hmm. I was very good in all of my classes. Mm-hmm. However, because I came from this variation. Mm-hmm. They just put me in the ESOL classes. Mm-hmm. Granted, sophomore year you're supposed to because I'm getting better. But like mm-hmm. junior year, I realized okay, I had to move out. So mm-hmm. that's when I was able to work hard, and then mm-hmm. they put me in the honors English, mm-hmm. and I prevailed. I was even feel I was mm-hmm. doing well to the point I wanted to go to the advanced. Right. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to kill myself. Exactly. So I went back. Into so you see, like so in your situation, right? If if like when you were doing well in ESOL and they didn't put you in like at all honors or advanced mm-hmm. and they still kept you in ESOL because of just your background mm-hmm. I would have been like that's messed up yeah. but then when you went to ESOL you proved yourself they're yeah. like yo yeah. by the way if you're listening you don't know what ESOL is ESOL is like English for second language uh, yeah. English as a second yeah. speaking yeah. language yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. exactly mm-hmm. so if if you didn't prove yourself in ESOL or if you proved yourself in ESOL and they still kept you in ESOL then I'd be like okay that's messed up right mm-hmm. but then if you went ESOL mm-hmm. Because of where you came from initially, because at that point they don't know what you're what you're made of, or they don't know how good you are mm-hmm. with English. So yeah. obviously they're gonna keep you there. But then if you're able to prove yourself 
and they're still like, nah, still staying in Esau. I'll be like, that's messed up. I know some brothers who are who had that happen to them. Though. Like they were very good. However, mm-hmm. because of where they came from, that happened. But so to answer your, you were talking about uh, the identity bombing, mm-hmm. was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, it never really. Like I, I, I was like maybe it was because I knew where who I was and where I was from, mm-hmm. and so I would understand how it would be for someone who doesn't know where he's coming from, mm-hmm. and so how to feel a sense of loss of identity. I know that African Americans feel as if they've, they've lost their routes, rather their roots. I said routes, roots, but I want to say like this is still your nation, you know, whatever of what they say or not, they still your home, you know. Um, a lot of people went to, got into certain areas through misfortunes. If we had to be very honest, and if we had to try to track how even Ghana got developed, it would, would probably, if we were to trace my lineage back like a thousand years, I'm very sure I probably came from the east or the west, I mean east or south of Africa, who knows, through migration and other prisoners and all these things, my ancestors ended up in Ghana, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that like, it doesn't, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter where you come from, sure. I, identity is as important as you make it be. I think that's the beautiful thing about, like, when you, when you talk about a black identity, it's never really been this homogenous thing. Like, it's like it's not like whiteness. Like, white people, at one time, they were like, no, nah, it's just English and Germans. And they were like, right. then they, they were like, no Italians, no Poles. And then yeah. now it's like, you know, it's expanded, whatever. Yeah. Like, blackness has never been, like, like, even, like the concept of African Americans, like African Americans are a blend of various like West African people with a mixture of other things. So mm-hmm. I think it's never been this thing that you can easily define. Like even when Caribbean people started, like they were like the first um, non-descendant of slave people that were of African descent that came to the U.S. and then it was African immigrants. Like they just meshed into into um, that culture like yeah. easily like I think I think his name is Stokely Carmichael he was like a really prominent civil rights leader yeah. he's from the Caribbean he wasn't even born in America in the United States but he just like blended into African-American culture like that interesting and even though like I think black people are not you know I wouldn't say our roots our roots are still there. It, it, when you look into it, the roots are there, but it's like we don't know the context of it. That's not. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I myself, like when I was when I when I grew up, like you know, African American, you see things with Africans, you know, and it's like you know the media portrays them a certain way, like oh dang, they all got loincloths, they got bones in their noses, their spirits are, and like it, as like a as like a kid, you ask your you ask your African friends, and you're like five, like oh, did you run with the lions or something, yeah, or did you yeah, run with yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's bro, literally some people actually they're eighteen though, bro. Uh, yeah, like, no, you're twenty five, twenty four. You should know better by now. Was asking me, did I run with lions, bro? I was yeah. like, would I be alive if that was the case? Yeah. <laughs> it's OC, like and it's but it, it's all a stereotype, you know, that you just it's the same way you were talking about earlier about like how you see MTV and then you meet them and then you you realize like dang there's a lot in common yeah and there's there's a lot of things that we do that as African Americans that really stem from Africa when you go back to it like you look at you go to white churches they're very like conservative like they're very calm so you go to black churches they're very loud and loud that's an African thing that's That's an African that's very African like that's I mean I've been to the DNA (laughs) DNA, bro it's literally in the DNA I'm telling you get them beats going on down to our music like even our music like polyrhythms rap music jazz blues that's an African thing like 
Um, like no. so like having bling, like you know how African Americans like that's an African thing too. Right, like low key, yeah, yeah that's, that's high key. Like I mean, it wasn't that how like some was that. dressing up with chains all around him and stuff. Yeah, bro, he was throwing gold <laughs> left and right. He crashed Cairo's economy for ten years, like that. Yo, you know? my question, isn't it isn't it weird that like like a group of people of the same well, let's say let's for example say from the same culture, right? Let's say Ghana slaves taken from Ghana moved all the way to the United States. And not back then, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. so they they had those who were here in Ghana, they had those who were over there in the United States. And then years later, years later, years later, they started having different images depicted towards one another. So, like, for example, mm-hmm. let's say that DT uh, got an image of DK um, doing the spear or the running around. They would, you know, he's not wearing no pants, he's always living in trees, kind of thing. And then DK sees images of you always in trouble always against the law always doing something that is what that in uh that goes against dk's uh conservative training and then you have these two individuals meet in the same land do you all think like peace is gonna be like you think they're i mean you saw i'm trying there's always gonna be this weird inferiority complex kind of thing like mm-hmm. i'm better than you like you better than i mean mm-hmm. you're not better than me kind of thing mm-hmm. and it makes it what makes the situation even more worse is when opportunities not granted to African Americans are given to Africans and they put uh, Africans above African Americans and so then it becomes this like there is no more unity between the two you know what I mean mm-hmm. I personally don't think that this division is a natural division right where you have Africans versus African Americans I I personally this, this might be the conspiracy theory <laughs> theories going on but it feels a little too intentional you know what i mean like mm-hmm. to be able to separate people so much that they can no longer work together because division definitely helps you conquer the land I mean, that's you know how it's mean? always been that's how they that's how they colonized africa that's how they i mean when you read i don't know what like when i read about like the colonization like pretty much what happened is like the british will come they'll be giving guns to one tribe and stuff and then the tribe will be fighting this other tribe mm-hmm. or the group and the French will come and do the same thing, mm-hmm. and then just made it easier to like conquer the, conquer the land. land. You know, provide and conquer, and it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then I guess they, like they, it's this, they've always done that. Like even the like the FBI, the what was his name, the uh, Edgar yeah, Hoover, Jagger Hoover. Hoover yeah. He said like the biggest threat to national security was um, black uh, civil rights leaders or black nationalist movements. Right. So the fact that you know someone who was United, United in the, people, yeah, in the FBI said that that that's crazy. So it's this always there's always been that fear mm-hmm. of that, but that kind of leads to another question I have. Like, do you feel there's a feeling of camaraderie or conflict between African Americans? Like, do you? I I know I, I guess I'll lead off. I say I feel like when I was a kid, I feel like there was more of a conflict, but I feel like lately, I see a lot more. Um, congruency. <laughs> I mean, even before, I think, I think, no, there was something in the culture before then. I don't really know what it was that paved the way for that for something like Black Panther to even come out. You know, because Black Panther is nothing new. That, that dude's been around. The comic Black Panther has been around for years. years. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's just something happened. I don't really know what it is. I, I I guess it's maybe the fact that a lot more African immigrants have 
have come and and they now now you're exposed to them more it's like social, when i was a kid i didn't see that many yeah access to be able to read what happened you know like mm-hmm. roots, roots for example is a very good movie that kind of yeah. made people start looking at you know like white people in a different eye like yo <laughs> no, you know what i mean no no like yeah. like because back then this is i'm speaking from a ghana uh especially like especially around my community where my home I remember my mom how she was before Roots, right? And after Roots, it was different. I could definitely tell like there's no more like that sense of putting white people on this this high pedestal. You know, it was like I <laughs> right here. And so then we started getting more information. People started reading more. People started having access to certain things they never had before. Uh-huh. And of course, there's gonna be literates who are gonna be like, no, that's not true, and all of that. Of course, you know, there's gonna be, but then. Like you said, people started coming here, social media opened. Social media gave us this access that no one had ever been able to do. And, and mm-hmm. now you can tell your story all the way from here to Ghana and then someone will know like, yo, so it's really not like that. Because I remember some Africans used to say that, no, I mean, United States, they're like milk and honey and all that kind of, you need to brag a lot about it. And then when you come here, you see the stress, you're like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I feel you, but like, well, for me, I don't, I feel like, we can there's we have made some progress when it comes to like getting out of the conflict zone to being united mm-hmm. because but there's still a long way to go oh yeah it's still like there's still a long way to go there's still a lot that can be done mm-hmm. and and i see why there's a difference right because mm-hmm. some african or most african americans feel like we betrayed them right or africans betrayed them by, by, selling them out. by selling them out and but then i i, I also i want them to understand that like like, it wasn't like we sold them out so that we could enjoy ourselves. Mm. Like, when they came, they were taking the best of us, mm. right? Mm. They were taking the most athletic, the strongest, mm. the smartest people, right. and they were leaving the other people behind because those white people were smart, right? They were coming out there, and our leaders, I'll say, were, I don't know what was going on with I them. Agree. They were giving them our smartest people, strongest people, healthiest people, yeah. and then they were leaving the not so smart, the yeah. weakest people behind. So that obviously hurt us when it comes to like progressing or being yeah. like, like we could probably be far along than we are, but then we're also behind. But then also bringing, taking away those people from us, it's not like they came to give those people a better life, mm-hmm. they came to put them in another like yeah. really terrible situation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I see why they're not happy yeah. and I see why they don't really like mess with us or do they're like you people are lucky you yeah. guys got to stay behind and yeah. enjoy like yeah. your motherland and, know and your to enjoy and exactly yeah. but we didn't get to enjoy that so yeah. they look at us like and then now they have fought for their freedom yeah. and then when we come here and we're coming to enjoy the benefits of their, wow. of their hard work they're right. like you weren't here when we we're fighting for our freedom True. but then now you are coming to enjoy our freedom right. like the affirmative action and stuff yeah. like we come and we benefited because of the color of our skin exactly. because it's like we need 5% of black people yeah. in, in the workforce yeah. and we are black. Yeah, black and then <laughs> and then black and Africans are also working more in school, education take yeah. education yeah. in quotes more seriously yeah. and so then they start getting their jobs yeah. instead of the African Americans yeah. yes. so then African Americans are like we fought for this and then you guys are coming here and, 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 and then you are reaping the benefits Sorry. before yeah. instead of us so then African Americans are looking at us like yeah, I will say first of all you sort us out and now you're taking the job. Okay. I, I will say that it, I have heard that from some African Americans is that mm-hmm. 
like some African Americans don't feel, and although I, I don't agree with this, but they they feel like Africans are too different from us, and like they or that they that they feel like they're better or something, but and they you know some people will go back to the slavery thing, some people will say the whole affirmative action all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you know to be fair, it's not just Africans that benefit from this. Asians and women that benefit right. from all that. Women actually benefit from when we talk about affirmative action, like white women benefit from it more than anybody else mm-hmm. it's so it, it doesn't even <laughs> it's like it didn't even help like what do we do this for right. um and so um it's it's kind of like one of those things like like why single out the way i look at it is like why single out africans because what, what you said is really important mm-hmm. um, easy what you said what you said yeah like even when you talk about like slavery like it wasn't like the africans built the slave castles and we're like they had they had slaves lined up, and the white people were like, "Oh, this is nice. We just stumbled across these uh, this this slave market." Like, no, nah, mm-hmm. like they came, they did what you said. They they mm-hmm. took the best and the brightest people, and they really pitted tribes against each other. I mean, there's, there's right. even tribalism. It's just tribalism, and everybody has tribalism. Like even in Africa, like oh yeah, like in Africa, and here, like yeah, like here, even here in America, you know, you got the Crips and Bloods, whatever. Like yeah. I mean, they don't really beef anymore, but like. That's tribalism. That's just like, oh, I'm on this block, you're on that block. I like, mean, even what's you know? happening in Europe too, like yeah, like you, yeah, what's happening now? Ukraine mm-hmm. and Russia. That's exactly. that's tribe. That's basically tribalism. It is actually right. when you it's, go back in their history, they, it's, he's doing all this because he believes that there is a certain land that belongs to them or their mm-hmm. self. So right. he, he wants to get things back the way. But like my thing is that, like for how for how long are we gonna like? Keep on paying for that sense of our, our ancestors. That's what I'm you know, saying. Like, like there's like, no point. Like I feel like we are supposed to build a future and not just keep on trying to. Like I, mm. this, there's this game that Africans and African Americans play a lot, and I'm actually tired of it. It's called who suffered the most. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we all suffered, like, bro. You're preaching, yeah, bro. You're, you're preaching. Like we all yeah. went through. Like and, and if, let's all be honest. If you're not above the age of like 50 or 60. You didn't really suffer. You just came and right, enjoyed right. the roots of, I mean, the, the, the benefits of your ancestors. But I'll end with this. I'm saying that, like, it's time that we started building for our future and not trying to repair. The past is the past. We learn from it, for sure. Yeah. But the one thing we don't want to do is try to uh, embody the emotion of the past. That's what pushes us away. Because I, I, know, I remember I did this one thing. I was reading this one story where he said that during during times of slavery, there was this one boy who was... Intentionally fed to crocodiles or bathed to for, to get crocodiles by the you know, white slave owners, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling very angry. And I was like, like I remember being in a very state of mind where I didn't want to listen to no reason, and I I had to step back. And I was like, this is not the kind of thing you want to do because now in this age there are a lot of people who don't think that way. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to help them use the help of these people mm-hmm. to get to a position where you can help the future. Mm-hmm. Children, you know what I mean, and not necessarily embody the hatred that comes from the it's, past. Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say, I kind of forgot what I was gonna say, bad, bro. Uh-huh. I was on the run, I could not stop. <laughs> yeah, like I do definitely get what you're saying that, like, we, we are like, keep on, we, yeah. are, we keep on doing things based on the sufferings of our forefathers, yeah. right? And I get it to a degree, but then we have to let that go. And I, the, the, the reason why I get it is because some of the stuff that happened definitely has an impact on the way we think now yeah right we can't we can't just think that like it's like we can just forget about it we can't you know, like you know we can't forget about it and like let's be honest mm-hmm. african americans are at the bottom 
all when it comes to like economy and all of all of that stuff yeah. because of what happened in the past. That is absolutely true. Exactly. So we can't just forget about it. No. But then if we're gonna remember it, we have to remember it to not let it happen. We have to remember it so yeah. that we can get out of that situation. Bring our solutions and push us forward. Exactly. Yeah. And and one way we can do that is just joining forces with with yeah. Africans and Ameri- and African Americans coming together. It doesn't necessarily just need of, to live in there. Why it's it stands everybody because I'm telling you the one thing that this someone or something mm-hmm. like I said is trying to conquer it by division. Think about it. Uh Fred was it Cartoon out of Fred Hampton, leader of the Black Panther Party, if I remember mm-hmm. when he was uniting blacks, he didn't really become a huge rebel until he started trying to unite with the poor white Hispanics. And Hispanics. Stuff, yeah. That's when they started saying, okay, we're going to have to take this man down. In other yeah. words, that it is very, very important for this division, for these people, mm-hmm. that we have division within our community. Like, think yeah, about it. I, but how, what, the reason why I, I think that, first of all, Africans and African Americans need to unite is yeah. because look, white people are not going to. Are not gonna want to unite with us if they're still looking down on us. That's true, right? We have yeah. to we have to fight to get to and their level a little bit so that they can look at us. That's because why not? They're looking down on us, right? And they're like, yeah, look at these people, right? They're trying to catch up to us, yeah. right? And then to to catch up to them and be on their level, we, we need to unite, to unite and be 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 uh, help each other out, yeah. like. Yo, Asians are helping Asians out. It doesn't right. matter if you're Chinese, like Korean yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like they're helping each other out, right. and that's what we need to do. Right. Like we need to help each other out so that we can also elevate ourselves to get on that level. Right. And then when we get on that level, now we can talk about everyone coming together. Even though I think that is something that we'll is gonna take happen. years, <laughs> years we'll and years happen. and years to achieve. Everybody, I don't think we'll ever get on that level where we are all united. I think superiority complex. and because of. Just human nature. Human yeah. nature. Just I, human nature. I think what you gotta mm-hmm. I think what you gotta like remember when you talk about unity is like when you unify that? <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> So when we talk about unity, right, like especially between Africans and African Americans, it's important to realize like Africans and African Americans both suffered like like we we're, we're both we're just on opposite ends of um, the colonial, the, yeah, the colonial spectrum. One was like, okay, like African Americans, like we suffered like in the bubble of white people, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Africans, just like that, they came to your place and then like <laughs> beat you up. Yeah, they oppressed us now on our yeah. own homeland. Yeah, so like even even Which one's though worse, bro? I mean, even <laughs> they're both terrible. Like they both <laughs> suck. Like they both suck really bad. And and again, like I'm I'm not. I mean, even when we talk about like when we talk about forgiving stuff, right? Like so. But the reason why people haven't forgiven white people for certain things is because they haven't fixed certain things. Yeah. Not they really, haven't even there's, apologized. For there's, <laughs> there's not. There's not really anything. For, what can Africans do to fix? Like, I mean, seriously, what did they benefit from the slave trade? Like nothing. Yeah. And, and again, there, there's, there's, and they're African. This is another thing. Another important thing to realize that people don't know. Like even African Americans, like, like the fact that we're a blend of various different African ethnic groups. Some of our own ancestors were slaves. Yeah, um, oh, they yeah. were slavers. Like me, I know I have like Igbo, Fulani. Um, That's right. Sina Fulani. Igbo, Fulani, Fonti. Like, I'm pretty sure what happened was that these guys were beefing with each other, and you know, some they all got brought to America, and you know, they they were getting guns from Europeans or whatever to to defend themselves from other Europeans and oh, other yeah. rival African oh, yeah. ethnic groups or nations, whatever, and so. You know, it, it's like they, but they still ended up getting caught in it. Like I remember reading this book, they described the slave trade as like 
this thing called the Leviathan. You know, like the Leviathan is this creature only God can kill. Like you basically, the only way to survive is if you feed it, you get to feed it or it's going to get hungry and turn its eyes on you. But the only way it died is that one day it got so big, so big that it, it starved itself and died. So basically like Africans were the people trying to feed the Leviathan and the Leviathan is a slave trade. Yeah. But eventually it turned on them and ate them too. And so um, that's why I'm saying like we're, it, it wasn't just like, oh, we think we're better than you. Like, we're going to sell you away or like, blah. It wasn't that simple. So it, it, there's a lot of nuance, like, to this whole conversation. And I feel like, personally, I feel like I hear it mostly from white people. And it's 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 like a, it, it's a, it is a way to divide. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, no, it is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, there are differences, sure. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I think African-Americans uniquely developed in America and that certain things Africans uniquely developed after the colonial after colonialism was over that you know African Americans were over there but there's still a lot of similarities Fact. and there's and yeah. you can't there's nothing to for I want to say there's nothing to forgive but like like there's just nothing this you if you focus on Africans you're focusing or, or in the past in that case you're focusing on the wrong thing like you said you don't want to be overly emotional Mm -hmm. and focus on the wrong things like when we talk about white people mm -hmm. okay there's still red there's still the effects of red line there's still the effects of jim crow yeah. like mm -hmm. what what systemic what, racism yeah mm -hmm. what systemic effects have africans caused african-americans African the, the answer is no i can't think of anything off the top of my head sure. so the whole conversation about oh i don't like them because they sold us or blah 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 yeah the, this guy in the third it's stupid yeah. it's a stupid conversation mm -hmm. like you're, yeah. you're equating apples to oranges so like sure. they said you have to focus on looking forward and and um coming together because when i think when when you african african americans truly sit down and have a real conversation when they just they're open with each other mm -hmm. there's a lot that we have in common that you don't realize until yeah. later right. they're like Oh, y'all like rice too? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, y'all like this? The, the arts of, of division goes even way back before even there was a uh, creation of African Americanism. They, I mean, oh, yeah. there's Africans. I mean, let's just focus on Africans right now for a minute. Mm -hmm. We have now Ghana versus Nigeria kind of mindset where uh, they believe that their culture is better than their culture. So then mm -hmm. it comes down to it that it's not necessarily about where you are, where you're born. It's just a matter of somebody trying to feel more superior than you. It's just human nature. It's just human nature. That's what we need to get rid of. Like, I get it. It's it's so easy. It's so easy but, to feel like you're better than somebody. But that's what life is about. It's not about choosing the easy choices. So do, you, do you really feel do you really feel like Ghanaians actually think they're better than Nigerians? Or they are yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 vice versa. Even now, Jalop. I mean, for me, I think that's 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 Yo, just, that's just banter, though. Like, I no, feel like that's no, no, like, but, that's but, just but, talk. But, but, I have like, seen some people <laughs> taken on another level that they know doesn't need to be taken care of, and it actually goes beyond. Even they will talk about, for example, what happened with uh, in Nigeria when the Nigerians wanted Ghanaians to leave their nation. You know, the Ghana must oh, go yeah. back. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some Ghanaians that still hold resentment over that, mm -hmm. and so then that's what they're gonna be using all. But do, do you really think Ghanaians are still holding resentment over that? If like right now, the, yeah. the apparently yeah. the greatest yeah. immigration population in Ghana is Nigeria. I know. So if wow. Ghana if Ghana is holding resentment over Listen, that, do do you think that I'll, would be the case? I'll tell though? you. So like, wouldn't they kick them out? I was watching this one. Uh, documentary yesterday right how to create a dictator how to be a, a good dictator 
how to be a good dictator. That's something you will read, man. But listen, though, the signs are actually very well out there in Ghana right now. Like I was watching. So normally, first, you got to find what people are frustrated about. In Ghana right now, it's about jobs, right? Mm-hmm. About this, about that. But then, then next, you need to find a scapegoat. Now, looking at how you said it, a lot of Nigerians now in Ghana, mm-hmm. as compared to Ghanaians, that is your perfect scapegoat right there. So now, all you need is someone to be able to rise up through your ranks and start making certain speeches that people start gravitating towards. To. And we are just waiting until suddenly, if, if things are not fixed or they don't get better for a lot of people, you're going to see that there's going to be one radical Ghanaian who's going to rise up through the ranks and start saying some very horrendous things, xenophobic things, and then get a lot of Nigerians in trouble. Now, I don't know which other way it's going to go. It's either the Nigerian is going to rise up and do such thing in Ghana, or the Ghanaian is going to rise up and do it. And But here's the thing. It might happen. Who knows how it's going to happen when it's going to happen like the next mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. But I do know one thing. I don't think that's going to happen. But because, and, because here's why I here's why I, won't, I don't think it's going to even... I have that 50% chance it's going to happen. 50% is like, it's not going to happen because Ghanaians... I'm not going to... This is how I use it, but Ghanaians are very docile as compared to Nigerians. And here's the reason. Ghanaians are more... They believe that they are more Christians than Nigerians, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, that, it, no, no, this is not this is not a topic that we're talking about. No, but like, Christianity doesn't equal niceness. Exactly, but that's not but that's not what happens in the Ghanaian mentality. I don't know, what is, what I is the like, last time you heard like? I don't, I don't think I don't think Ghanaian I don't think niceness is generated from Christianity. Well, I like, so. Honestly, I feel like Ghanaians are just naturally like I don't nice think people, so, man. like seen, compared you know to I, Nigerians. Like I would, you know I would. I think it is. I think I think it's when you go to Nigeria. I feel like Nigeria is more like. Like Ghana, it's most people are like, uh, don't you guys? You guys are like all branch, or most of you guys are like branches from like Akan speaking people. Nigeria is like, like Fulani, Hausa are so different mm-hmm. from Yoruba and Igbo. They're so Yoruba. different. Yeah. So that there's a lot of conflict there. Like, even like, like the Igbo people I've met, they always talk about we, we're trying to like make our own country and stuff. Like, by off, like they had that civil war. So I, I think. I think when it comes to, See, I think like the fact that sh- that there's more, the whole na- the, the nation is more unified in that sense mm-hmm. compared to Nigeria. Like Nigeria, I don't even know if it'll last for the next fifty years. It could exactly. split. So exactly. there's that there's that you know mentality and where so if this same thing is you know? brought in Ghana, bro, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. I I saw when I was watching the video, the science side, and I was watching Ghana too. But you know, you know, let it be be the conspiracy theory. But there's one thing that we can both definitely agree: Ghana is docile because of Christianity. And we I'm can saying, both agree on that. Okay, we can both agree. <laughs> but I was, listen, was the last one? How many times have we heard like let me give it to God, right? You keep on hearing that, and also the one thing the that I hear is very Here's also the thing that interest. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a good thing, but Ghana is practicing a certain kind of Christianity. I don't think it's good because there's a give it to God and let the law handle it. You know, because we're supposed to also obey the laws of the land, right? Of course. But the mm. laws of the land don't work in Ghana. They, they, they fulfill the first part, give to God, but then the second part, which is let the laws of the land work, mm-hmm. they don't fill it, and so. We have a lot of people who are going to be frustrated later in the future. 
and you're gonna have a lot of pent up frustration. All you need is an exit, a scapegoat, and then boom, you have your reaction right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a topic for another time. We're gonna talk about religion another day. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about religion another day, but like. Yeah, okay, then I'm just gonna leave my. Like, not so talk far, about that so far, point, Because I don't want us to deviate from so, the topic. So far, we know that KD is an antichrist in it, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm not being nasty. But no, no, but, but I, the thing is, I'm, okay, let me just clarify this. I'm not saying Christianity is a bad thing, it's a great thing. But people use it as a weapon for the worst things that could be done in life. How are you gonna steal from me and then tell me that let it be, give it to God? You know what I mean? Like, you don't let uh, the laws work, and then it just, you just let it go. You know, I think it's just the you know white. I mean? It's the white man's version. I mean, I don't want to say white man's version, but like you can, I don't like like he said, like like I don't think it's really a Christian anything because like, you could go cross continent with Ethiopia mm-hmm. and them dudes kick their butts and they Christian Ethiopia is older than it is in most of Europe. A lot of people don't know that. So then, who, yes. which one is it? Is it the idea that I will let it go? And then God is gonna. I'm just gonna say like the God part is is there. Like Ghanaians believe in God a lot, but Nigerians also believe like if mm. like Nigerians are also very strong when it comes to their faith. True. Right? So like, what makes them like, different from us? It's just they're just they're just like people that are more aggressive when it comes to yeah. certain things versus Ghanaians. Ghanaians are a little bit more laid back, but like versus Nigerians. Yeah, really. Like it's just it's just the nature of it. And also if you think about Nigeria, Nigeria is a lot bigger compared to Ghana. Like, we're not even close. Like, we are not even we are not even close to like forty percent of Nigeria's population. Like, so like, fifty million. All of that is is part of the reason why. Like you will say, like Ghana is a little bit laid back. Like Ghana, Nigeria is is, yeah, a lot is of, this. Yeah, there are Nigerians in Ghana, right? There now. is a lot of Nigerians. Even when I was in Ghana, this was when I was in twenty. This was in 2010, 2011. Yo. Even in my school, like there were so many Nigerians in there. And there were people that they just came there for school. They come in there for this. And I mean, for me, one thing that's, it's a good thing for Ghana because that means Ghana is better than Nigeria. Okay. Like when it comes to economy, when it comes to like peace, when it comes to certain things. Yeah. That's why they are coming there to do their business, do their education. Is there? Is it sound like the Yoruba say it's a bad? No, thing? I'm not saying there's a bad thing to. I mean, I mean, obviously there could be a bad thing to it when it comes to like the Ghanaians are going to be like the way African Americans are saying now. Like, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, Nigerians I'm, are taking our jobs. Exactly. Nigerians are doing I'm this. Nigerians are here. Bro, and then like, it can also go back to the case where you were saying where the Ghana must go yeah, thing happened, exactly. where the Nigerians can be like Ghanaians can be like Nigerians kick us, us, so Nigerians need to go. So like that that can also happen. But like let's just see if this Ghana Nigeria topic for another day. Topic, yeah, bro. yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 let's focus on let's focus on African Americans versus African. So what's up? Okay, so another question I got is, uh, let's see here. Do you and you? I think you guys kind of touched on this. Do you feel like African immigrants eventually fuse into African American culture? Or do you see them oh, as two? We already did that, man. Bro, no, we're back in Ghana. Yeah. We're already doing that. Like, remember the, the, the Castro's wearing those long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 I feel like the, the fusion is still happening and it's still, yeah. it's it's still going on. Afrobeats and all those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's still. You see, like, Drake and Wizkid mm-hmm. and all the people. Yeah. Beyonce went back. Definitely. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, our culture and stuff, you can definitely see. And especially nowadays, you see a lot of people going to Ghana for, like, 
in december for like vacation and stuff like that and those are things that is definitely helping the two cultures like like how everyone just started reaching for their roots when look honestly i feel like black pants made people reach out for their roots i mean it made more because because i remember in tc i remember in tc this one ghanian girl was denying that she was ghanian bro like she it was bad (laughs) man and and i was like why why do you think that is because she was ashamed of ghana exactly and so she was because she probably looked at like what you, you booty scratcher. That's what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, no, oh, no, no. Yes, my thing. Yes, my, yes, yo, yes. Bro. One thing about me. Keep it consistent. You hate us. Keep keep on hating us till the end. Because don't get don't try to come back when it is getting. I was good. To, I wanted you to talk I mean? about that. But I was hoping like I was hoping DT was gonna ask a question that was needed to yeah, that. Go ahead. But then like, you remember when Blackfin came out? Right? Yeah. Like, how did you feel about like African Americans all jumping on the train? Oh, I was about to ask this, a question like that. Yeah. All this I, African, I remember I watched it with you and the Shiki, right? We're all this African like stuff and doing I, I'll all tell, this. I'll tell you so that, wait, let me ask you this. Okay, good, good, good. How do you feel about recently there being a trend of African Americans being more interested in various African cultures? That's the question. I, I like it in a sense that it's that we are talking about unity. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking about unity, I have to be very open to the idea that there's going to be one day where people are going to be more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about Africa, because mm-hmm. the reason why you're not gonna be associated with this is because like you don't know much about them. You like all yeah. you hear is that they're out here in trees and spear chucking. Like yeah. of course you know I don't want to be associated with that. Even mm-hmm. I come from there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that I know that this where they have this rich culture, they have this other things, they have that, and also I don't if you know one thing about Ghana is that. Honestly, culture culture appropriation was is actually I feel like it's actually a thing only in the United States. But when you go to Ghana or other African nations, they actually like it when foreigners embrace their cultures. Yeah, they like, love it. They love mm-hmm. it, and they they, they, they be giving you all the clothes they can say to wear it to all. That's why everyone is going there and having a good time, exactly, yeah, enjoying it and bro. going back. And so, Alice, I was very happy when you woman were wearing that. She got like, "Yo, this is dope," you know. <laughs> and know. It, it was very nice. So I I'm yeah. glad that Africans African Americans are doing that because now. Africans are coming, we are getting rid of that negative stigma, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we are realizing that all the outside of the world, let's all be honest, any dark skin in any nation that is not African is looked upon in a very negative way. Yeah, but true. the one thing that you can definitely be assured is that if, you're, if you come back to your people, mm-hmm. like if you went to a club, I mean not a club, like you uh, went somewhere you saw a lot of dark skin people, mm-hmm. you feel more comfortable that when you went, if you go there and there is no dark skin person. So now I like that. Now Africans can say that I feel comfortable around Africans. You know what I mean? As compared to before when they probably did not. Uh, I mean, for me, I like that too, and I I'm for I'm for it. But if you're gonna embrace us when we're cool, yeah, embrace us when we are not cool. Exactly. Like embrace this the bad side I'm of Africa. Glad you said that too. Like, because there's some bad side. Like I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it or anything. No, like, we're not. There's bad. there's some poor side. There's all of that. Like yeah. don't just don't just go to Africa and just the go trend, enjoy yourself on vacation yeah. and just don't go and do like there's some things that we can all come together and improve when it comes yeah. when it, when I like totally when it, in Africa and so like let's 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 embrace it all like I'm glad that we're embracing it but if you're only gonna embrace the positives and embrace the trend and embrace that a common common uh, common what do they call it common ground. No, uh, when they were going to uh, Ghana in December, they called it Afro Coachella. I don't know. No, they called it <laughs> coming, coming, homecoming, homecoming, or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Spider Man. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't just do that 
and just leave the negatives out of it. Exactly. Like, let's embrace it all. Or like, don't go and enjoy invest, yourself and just invest in Africa. And then talk about the bad parts. Invest or, in Africa. You know, let's invest in Africa. Let's, let's invest in Africa. Embrace all the things about let's Africa. Embrace. Don't just embrace the positive side. Just, don't just come here, shake your bum once or twice, and then go back <laughs> and then go to the United States. No, come, yeah, can't so go like, there. Build something. Invest. Donate something, man. Exactly. You don't necessarily have to be this rich philanthropist to be able to do that ten dollars twenty dollars is still something it's a mindset but mm-hmm. i'll tell you let me get sounded you know what's this and and, okay. and 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 then i'll go so 2020 right 2020 when you asked a question about unity there was something i wanted to say and then i forgot so 2020 i okay i'm i'm i'm, I'm saying this in respect to all those who lost their lives and i'm like not saying that it was a good year it was an interesting year mm-hmm. 2020 was an interesting year in the sense where Every, a giant mirror was put on everyone to see that everyone's a hypocrite because here's where Africans when uh, George Floyd situation happened right? mm-hmm. the very people that I thought I thought would be able to be on the forefront or would be speaking louder than anybody would were the African Christians right they would also say this has nothing to do with us right like do not go out there and then, like protest and I was very shocked by their reaction but mm-hmm. it took them a while for them to even react to it and I was like okay interesting fine this is how you this is how we feel like you know towards african americans and then the nigerian situation happened where then it was like black people were like ah no this is just a nigerian situation it has nothing to do with us too you know what i mean and so now we got to see that what situation happened in nigeria Nigeria, the SARS situation where they were these swats that was but that was that was before that was 2020 right that was 2020 yeah, oh, um, after. Was it after 2020? Uh, I don't know. Yo, now yeah. I feel like I had to Google this thing. Because I feel like it was around that same time too. But It was got, around the same time. Yeah. But yes, the, the thing is that we, we, we saw how we care about each other. So when it's your problem, it's not my problem. When, when it's my problem, then I want you to care about it. And it's like, it's not right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the unity thing is clearly still there because we are still following the old heads way of thinking where we feel like these people are this and these people are that. And that needs to really end. You know what's interesting about that? I feel like a lot of, I feel like I hear that more so from like older, like a lot of people from the older generation, even from the African-American perspective, like, there, there are a lot of older African Americans. Why is my cool? Uh, a lot of African, older African Americans that, for whatever reason, feel they still feel like I'm not African. Like I, like I'm not African. I'm a, I'm a Black American. Like don't yeah. associate me with that. Like that's there's a reason. Have you ever, you ever ask yourself like why some Black people don't like to be? They just want to be called Black Americans and not African American. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to be associated with Africa. Because it's still actually something that happened that started going mm-hmm. around because they were yeah. they're trying to make a thing where the they want to change the name African American to just black. Yeah, because they don't want to be associated mm-hmm. with Africa. But like me, I'm like, but I, I feel like with the younger people, whether you're talking about the African side or with the you know, the tenant of slave side, whatever, it's it, there's like we don't care about that. Like it's like okay, look, we're all black or, or we're all of African descent. Yeah, we all got screwed over in some way, shape, or form, and. We all know how it feels when the police cars driving right behind you. Yeah, yeah. We all tighten up. Like basically, we all know the same experiences. So that's what I was telling you. We have to stop trying to pay for the sins of our ancestors. They did it. They messed up. Screw it. Let's remember it, but let's not let the emotions drive through us. Right now is the time for change. You bring up solutions. You say you can do this. I can do that. I can do that. Regardless of where you come from, let's come together and help. Let's build this thing. The sins of our ancestors don't have an effect on today necessarily. They don't. 
like it's not like white like white people like they their re- sins affect today they drastically. Yeah, exactly. yeah they're, they're still reaping the results of it. Yeah. So it's yeah, like you said, you gotta move forward, man. So I mean it's and I think we are, you know, I feel like that and that kinda ties into my other question. Like what do you think about the future prospects of relationships between the two groups? Like how do you do you feel like it's going to stay the same? Do you feel like it's going to get worse? Do you feel like it's going to get better? Amen. I feel like it's progressing. We're getting better. I um, agree. Like, I, uh, like um, KD was saying, um, the whole George Floyd thing happened. Maybe Africans could have handled it better. Um, but then, like he said, later on, they caught on to it and they try to uh, do things about it. Like the church I go to is predominant, predominantly African. And they did like meetings just to educate the other um, mostly African parents about it mm-hmm. because usually like, the younger folks are with it and they're like this is not okay and they want to protest and they want to have a say but then the, the parents on the other hand are like no like just stay out of it it's not your problem it's not your business and so now that education is going on it's ongoing it's something that is happening and it's going to take time it's going to take time and I think the main problem like you said is with the older people and they hopefully they're going to get there and Day by day, year by year, that, yeah. that gap is going to be bridged happen, and it's yeah. going to be better. Um, so I definitely think uh, it's getting better and it's a, it's, a, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress indeed. Eh? That relationship thing is going to work when uh, <laughs> they say that when African men stop lying about the fact that they have other families in Africa while mm-hmm. trying to marry here. <laughs> All right, that thing will end. All right, African men, let's stop doing that thing. Make God be having like 15 kids back home. <laughs> you know how oh, yeah. you come to the United States. <laughs> you can't be doing that. But like, no, it all jokes aside, though, I agree. It's, it's something that is going to take a while. Traditions are the reason why these mm. this hate keeps on going on. Mm. Why tradition? Because the old heads keep on propagating these things. It's time that you actually learn for yourself. You get your parents tell you something cool, research it and see if this is true. Do mm-hmm. not try to live by the words of your parents alone. Try to. That's why you are here. It's in the United States, it's actually a very good opportunity for you to meet all sorts of characters in this world that you don't. That you don't even have to necessarily travel outside at all to know. You get to meet all these groups of people, learn about yeah. them, and then be open-minded about it. Mm-hmm. Know your core, but be open-minded mm-hmm. to be able to uh, change and accept certain things that you used to believe were true, and now it's not true. Like one way I also know that you know that we are progressing is like, I know for sure my mom's closest friend in America, like the closest family friends that we have is an African-American oh, family. Yeah. That's progression. Like, like Thanksgiving, we go to their place. Christmas, we go there. Get that mac uh, like, and cheese. You know, exactly. <laughs> like we, and like, and we always, you're always staying in touch. Like just last week, my brother went to one of the kids' basketball games. Like right. you know, it's just we have that connection with them. Yeah. And and that just goes to show you that yeah. like that 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 uh, unity that that brotherhood is coming. So DK oh, yeah. DK saying get a black friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get no, a black man. You know, KD and I, we have yeah. you too. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am. All the African wives will probably like, this is probably don't see this black one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny you say that though, because even you know, even before I met uh, you know, KD, um, his his girl, I actually we went to the same church as them when I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so we had that exposure and, and we would go, same thing, go to their house for cell meetings, church after church, um, holidays, you know, so it was there, you know, it was, it was there. We were both Christian, you know, 
So it, it's it's we're all Christians, and it, it was it was interesting, you know. And it's I feel like, and now we're here. Now we're you know? here. Now I meet, you know, I met I met these two gentlemen, and you know, exactly. we're here. We're having this conversation, and it's a beautiful conversation. So I held on strong. I think. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so, holding on, man. I'm proud of you. Like my closest friends have been. My closest friends in the past couple years have been either Filipino, because of where I live, either Filipino or uh, African. Mm. Like, they haven't even been African-American. Like, they were, I have close African-American friends, but they're the closest ones I have mm. are from Africa, mm. uh, mostly. Um, so, mm. I think that says something, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it says something about the nature of the relationships that's, that's happening and that's going to keep happening. Um, and I also think it says something about like what it means to be black, which actually ties into another question. Like what, what do you guys define as, and if you even can, because there might not be a definition yeah. for what, like what you see as black or African, like how do you define, like what are some characteristics that you see, you know, across all cultures? Like I'm, there was yeah. like this quote that said, I'm an African because I was born in Africa, but Africa was born in me. It's like, what, is, what does that mm. mean to you? Mm. I was I was thinking about this when I was driving here. I was in my, I was trying to think about the similarities. What exactly connects us? Mm. Uh, or oh, let me know when you know. Um, mm. So uh, one thing that I okay, this one's just a theory. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just thinking. I'm yeah. just how I think. But like looking at how the fact that most, if not I mean some, if not most of black people, when I say black people, I'm talking about African-Americans, mm. I'm talking about Afro-Caribbeans, I'm talking about Afro-Latino, and so when you think of Afro, I mean Afro-Latino and Africans, basically that's what I'm putting in when I say black, um, mm -hmm. like I said, if not some, or more, if not most, but some come from low economic or middle income status, mm -hmm. and so every person who comes from that area kind of had this kind of has this mindset of uh what that, how, how should i say like we both know how it feels to keep the trash bags when you use it right mm -hmm. exactly that's something that i didn't live with you to know that yeah. you know what i mean exactly so we definitely knew that. We, we, there are certain things that we did because we were mm. from this economic status and so we mm. we and when we come together we are like oh you used to do that too i did that too and, and it wasn't because we were black or anything it was just because of the position the condition mm. that we were in at that time now i say this because i cannot relate to a rich black person mm. even though they're black I, there's there's something that's going to be very different like he's not going to be keeping all the the trash bags mm -hmm. he's not going to be doing that he's like, no even though we are black he's never going to do all that so it's like what it means to be black honestly if i'm to be really honest black like any other skin color is just a skin color it's basically mm -hmm. the conditions that you're put in life that kind of makes you all relatable like when we, like I said, low socioeconomic status. Oh, no, I kind of disagree mid, with you. Let me finish now. <laughs> low economic, kind of brings us all together. But go ahead, DK. Let's go. Um, I, I wouldn't say because someone is rich doesn't mean the person is... You can't relate to the person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, money is just something they have. But then they probably going through the same thing that you're going through just because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. like... Racism sure. doesn't see money. <laughs> like sure. racism doesn't see your affluence or anything. Like if if it comes to racism, that's an example. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's rich or poor. Like you're still gonna face racism. Unfortunately, me, the poor person will feel it more. Yeah. But then the rich person also faces it. It is true. Like and, yeah, like Jay Z, like mm -hmm. people. 
people still see him as like a drug dealer. Exactly. This man is out making. He could probably deals. be doing better than he is right now. Yeah. But just because of the color of his skin, people see. Yeah. You know, but he's still making it big. Yeah, but like I said, there's still that's okay. So racism would be the only thing that would say that it connects us. No, that's not the only thing that connects us. I mean, culture, everything. But that's, that's but what I'm coming like, from. That's what I'm coming from, though. Like that's what I'm saying. That like if you put people in middle income or low income economic status, so what unifies certain, all of them? It's basically I'm saying that yeah. the, the yeah, it's basically what, like the things that I do is probably what he probably does too because mm-hmm. we come from the same you know economic background you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so like, I, I get that like, you guys will probably get a lot uh, more than, oh, than so so what it means so what i'm saying is that what it means to be black like i'm saying I'm just saying like in my perspective so what just, means to be black is to be poor it's just no saying. no i'm just saying that what means to be black <laughs> I, to me to me i'm saying that it's just a skin color what it means to be black depends on you as an individual i'm just saying that there are a lot of things that you can attach to that that's what i'm saying that one thing that connects us all black people mm-hmm. together is for the fact that for, uh, most of us if not all come from social i mean low economic or middle income socioeconomic like socioeconomic status that mm-hmm. we have a, we can connect with each other you know what i mean like when i was talking about the rubber bags right mm-hmm. you can but if a, let's talk about a rich black person saving trash bags i'm very sure they don't do that some people do that a rich black person some rich tra- yeah. Yeah. Because, 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 saving trash yeah. bags you can't i mean they, they, they get used to it i mean it depends on how rich you're how rich you're talking no, talk, but the, talking those rich people that. are like probably like one percent like i'm talking about like you are just rich from the like, get-go not from the fact that you started come from the ground but like but what i'm saying is i mean for, asking, for a black person to be rich man they started from the bottom but what i'm asking is like what unifies but no matter what your economic status is like no matter where no matter if you're African, like let's, let's say you're from Ethiopia mm-hmm. or you're from Zambia mm-hmm. or you're from Ghana, mm-hmm. from Nigeria, you're from the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you're from America. What is What do you see that, that you feel is unifies all of them? Because I know for me, I feel like one thing that I've seen is that Af- people of African descent have a unique ability to really, no matter what position they're in, make the best of the situation. Like, like when you go to the hood, like at least from an African American perspective, I see people having fun with like nothing. Like they dirt more. Like they they'll find ways to have fun mm-hmm. and and they'll make the best out of situations. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a part that's very unique to African American culture. But then yeah. when I talk to a lot of Africans, uh, no matter what country they're from, they do the same thing. That's true. Like you know, like um, they'll what what we do is like we might. Um, make up games or something like roll that like just random stuff like we play spade like something simple that's, like that's... card games from the store you know you know but other cultures like nah i gotta i gotta do a big i gotta get this new gaming system like so See, that's that's what i uh, think is very no right there is what i was talking about you're mm-hmm. talking about you all of the things that you mentioned were economic status yeah that's and what so, i'm saying like so even... it's basically that mindset mm-hmm. is what so basically i'm not saying this is true but if you put any other race within that area too like Uman, for example, I remember that Uman and I also had a very, even though Uman is um, from Nepal, we also had similar. They're like the black go- people of Asia. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> we also had some similar things going on. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that, like, that's why I say it's just skin color to me because, like, based on where yeah. you are in life, the economic condition that you are at kind mm-hmm. of determines how unified you can be as a people or what you determine yourself to be. I'm not saying black people are poor. I'm not saying, I'm saying that, like, that, that what it means to be black depends on you. What do you think means to be black? Means mm-hmm. to be what means to be black is just to be, no matter how bad life gets, I can still laugh about it. 
like black people laugh about everything. That's yeah, good. That's true. Like I saw a post that said the other time, like, can you ever be sad in Ghana? Because no like way. Those, those people are having <laughs> bro, fun. Politicians bro. stole like, our money. We made a song about it. Yo, I'm telling you, this guy's <laughs> joking and cracking up. At any time I get on bro. social media and I'm watching these videos bro. in Ghana and stuff, like I just start laughing that, and, and it's, like it's bad, but it's, funny. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Like they're the funniest people I ever met. That's I'm just like, bro. yo. I like, how can you be so stupid? I, like, I remember there was this one story. And these people are having fun. They're enjoying uh, yeah, it. Yeah, there was this one story. Um, like, there's this boy who stammers in class, right? You know, uh, like, you know, he's stammering, like, eh, yeah, and all that. And so my teacher was talking about how he went to this, um, he went to this, he was taking a bus, and in, in the bus station, there's a lot of people selling all sorts of things, right? So there's this guy who comes to him selling this, like, drug that says, like, it cures everything and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And the person who's selling this thing also stammers, too. Mm -hmm. So the teacher asked him, like, why have you not, like, so, I mean, why haven't you used this medicine if it does cure everything? And he goes, like, I've used it, but it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, which was so effed up, right? Because he said it in the presence of the boy who stammers, oh. right? And everyone was laughing. So it's like, you come from an, an environment that makes fun of you for a speech impediment issue. How soft do you think you're gonna come out if like you know, there's no way you're gonna come soft? Yeah, you're gonna yeah, laugh about that's everything true. Like, mm -hmm. No that's matter so how true. bad life gets, you will yeah. still find a way to be happy. Like exactly. we'll be roasting each other for fun. Yeah, we roasting each other for fun and it's just fun and games, but bro, like a white right. person comes in, they take it personally. They I'm like, bro, wear the wrong socks or shoes in school, bro. Oh, your whole <laughs> life <laughs> like, you're done. The worst one is getting a terrible haircut, bro. Oh yeah, you're done. You can change your shoes and you go home with your haircut. Nah, bro. Did I ever tell you that in Ghana I was getting a haircut once when like But uh, even when you fix like, the haircut, bro. So the guy was using the, the razor, right? The machine. So he shaved like one part of it, you know, he was getting to it and then the lights went off, right? And then <laughs> and then this dude looks at me like so what we're gonna do. <laughs> Bro, I was nine years old, man. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you really gonna do? I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Why didn't you use a blade? And a, you know, in Ghana, they used, usually you use, use a blade after, bro. It was like a landmine on one half of my head, and then the other side was a professional cut, bro. You know how embarrassing that thing was, man? Yo, come on, dog, bro. And that whole day, yo, the entire month was just bad controlling. They, they were like, we too, too many all the time. It was just bad. But like I'm saying, if you go through all that, that's why I love black people. You can't, there's, it takes a lot to bring our spirits down. Mm -hmm. To me, what it means to be black, like even though I say skin color black, the character is there that it takes a lot. Slavery couldn't bring kill our spirits. Our spirit, mm -hmm. our spirit kept on transfer. We made jokes. I'm very sure, very sure that some of the slaves made jokes all the way from that point. Oh yeah, that you got really Because right. jokes is the one thing that still brings us together. No matter how poor mm -hmm. you are, no matter misery loves company. <laughs> and that's where we are, bro. We, mm -hmm. bring, we bring out the best in each other while making fun of our worst. Mm -hmm. That's fact. So what is, uh, what is one thing you wish you could let African-Americans know? And I'll, I'll, I'll actually lead it off. That way you guys can end it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll say one thing I wish I could let African-Americans know, one thing that I wish I could let Africans know. Um, I just think, like, I know a few people that feel like, well, we're too different, blah, blah, blah. They're immigrants. They don't like us. Or African immigrants might feel like, well, they don't, you know, they, they made fun of us when we were younger, you know. And even we might feel like that, too. Like, 
I remember some African immigrants saying like, well, you, you guys weren't fast enough. You know, we were. You got caught. <laughs> we were. <laughs> and I'm like, that joke about that. <laughs> no, I mean, we're the only one to make that joke. So, you know, there's, there's, there's that, uh, you know, there's that misunderstanding. But I really do think when you, if you actually sit down and take the time to like, even when you just look at the things that you do and then you look at the things certain Africans do, like, I'm like, like you're like, damn, that's, that's the same thing. Like, it's just a little bit different. It's really just a little bit different. Um, I'm not saying it's all the same, but I think, you know, and, and I, I'm, I think I'm fortunate enough. We're all fortunate enough to live in a diverse place. Like there, there are parts of the country, like where Af- it's just African-Americans mm-hmm. and this, or it's just Africans. Like, you know, you were saying, you know, uh, uh DJ was saying like, uh, you know, you grew up and it was just like white people and right. Africans. So he didn't really have that exposure. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do... If you if you really just take time to meet people, you'll really open up and see. So that's what I, I wish I would let people or people would know um, about you know about Africans or African Americans because um, I I really do see like a, a fusion or a mesh and a blend, which is how it's always been to be honest. Like African Americans are not it's not like we came from one ethnic group. Like you're like a mesh of different. People from Senegal all the way down to Congo, even all the way over to Madagascar. So, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be like that. So, yeah. So, what was one thing you wish you could let African Americans know, or other fellow Africans? I mean, well, one thing I'll let both um, mm-hmm. Africans and African Americans know is that we are, we are different. Mm-hmm. No matter whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. no matter how much you've said that we are progressing and stuff, we are still different. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept our differences. We have to accept African Americans or Black Americans for who they are. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept Africans for who they are as well. Mm-hmm. And then we need to accept the uh, the similarities that we have mm-hmm. and embrace each other for our similarities and our differences. Like mm-hmm. Africans... Some Africans think they're better than African Americans. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Some of us do think that way, Absolutely. and we need to stop thinking that way. We yeah. need to humble ourselves and, yeah. and embrace them for who they are, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not think we'll be above them. Whether we like it or not, they are the reason why we are here. Like that's facts. Mm-hmm. That's facts. They are the reason why we, we are have here. to pay the way for us to be here. Exactly. They are the reason why we we have an opportunity to be here. And like even if they didn't do what they did, we'll come here to, and come and be slaves. <laughs> Like exactly. and come and join them in like in the struggle, <laughs> you know. And so, if if I'm we have come here, that. we have to respect them for that and give them their due respect when it comes to that, and just embrace them for who they are. The parts that we know that they are weak in, if it's possible for us to help them, just go ahead and help them. If you have to call them out, call them That's out crazy. in the right way. You know, don't don't make them look uh, dumb or stupid, or don't make them look less like of their heritage. Exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or don't continue portraying them as like. The, all they do is rap or all they do is sports or all they do is that like let's yeah. let's show the good things that they have let's show the mm-hmm. the people that are making it uh, that are being successful in education the people that are doing being successful in other areas let's let's celebrate those things as well and let's let's embrace each other and african americans also just don't look down on on africans mm-hmm. and let's just embrace each other and uh, and work it out because mm-hmm. if we are not going to we are not going to get better if we are divided no, like we have to, we have to be united the and fight wins. together. Yeah. The, exactly, the enemy wins. Real quick, I just want to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think you touched on something that you know it's okay to acknowledge the differences. Like mm-hmm. I, I said, all that stuff about us having similarities, but we there are differences, mm-hmm. and that's apparent. Everyone knows that. I can, mm-hmm. 
I can look at Africans from, you know, one part of, you know, well, pretty much all of the content. I, I can tell, like, okay, yeah, there's certain things that are different. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know African Americans are a little bit more liberal, mm-hmm. personally, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's still similarities. But, like, you have to acknowledge your differences in order to make progress. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and even on the, in Africa, like, you know, Nigerians, like we talked about earlier, Nigerians and Ghanaians, they, they're different, too. Mm-hmm. Similarities, but there's differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But in order to make progress, you have to you have to just you identify the differences, you identify what you can work on, mm-hmm. the similarities, and then you move forward with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of pretending like, oh, let's shake, you know, kumbaya, yeah. sing hands by the campfire, <laughs> you know, um, like you acknowledge the problems, but mm-hmm. you move forward. Uh, well said, both of you. But I really agree with uh, what DK was saying about mm-hmm. the, you know, um. But one thing I would actually want to also acknowledge is the fact that in this in this world, like we don't own anything. You know, I know I keep on, I know <laughs> my everything I see will say like we don't we don't owe anyone anything. We don't own anything because it's just a blue marble that we are on. Gravity is just holding us together right now on this earth for us to survive. And so what why what why am I saying all these things that if there ever comes up an opportunity to help your African brother, African American brother. Afro, Latin, Afro, Caribbean, for them to move up, that does not benefit you. Do it. Because mm-hmm. this, this is like, it's, I've seen, this is something that, from my, I'm speaking from my perspective, I see that a lot amongst Africans where they compete with each other whenever it comes to opportunities. Because I know they always have this mindset of survival mode. And what, you, what do you do in survival mode? You get what you can, and then, like, if you... If whoever you runs it, the fastest. Whoever runs the fastest. Like, <laughs> if you see that this person can take you out, then you make sure you do it first, right? Yeah. And so you come to a nation where there are a lot of opportunities. That mindset should definitely dissolve. You need to start helping each other out. Because I've, I've seen, <laughs> even experienced it, where someone gets into a position of power where they can help you out. Or not necessarily help you out, but they can be lenient in a way where it would not mess you up more. And instead, they tend to be the ones to bring you down so that they can look good before other people. And like my old job, I remember this one person, you know, like I'm not going to sit here and mention names or nothing, <laughs> but I, I started the, the whole job with her. I was very happy when, you know, she got a promotion. I was so happy about that because I was like, yo, finally, you know, like someone who's from somewhere I come from. Is there, you know, I'm not saying that that person is going to be biased or anything like that, but like, mm-hmm. they are going to be in a way where they're going to speak like me, you know, and that person ended up just betraying the whole foundation and just, it was very, to the point that that person pretended I to forgot my whole name. I was like, wow, man, Damn. that, that, <laughs> that's so messed up. So it's like, I see it a lot amongst Africans and black people, honestly, like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't support each other when it comes to it. We only support if it come if it's beneficial for us. Yeah. If here's something that you all want to change, help somebody when it doesn't benefit you. I'm not saying put yourself in a position where it can kill you. Never do that. Do not ever sacrifice your life for someone else. However, try to help someone in a way that will never benefit you at all. I'm so I'm talking about the terms where you can give a homeless a person a job, knowing that that homeless person's money is definitely not going to come back to you. It's gonna go back to wherever he's coming from. You know what I mean? That is what I actually hope that we all do together as a people. And I believe that's the first step for us to become united because honestly, a lot of other races do that much better than we do. They look out for each other a lot. It's only Africans and black people that I know that have a difficulty looking out for 
for themselves. So that's what I end with that. I mean, I, I will say, I think, I think it's also important to recognize how far we've come. Like, I mean, like a lot of the statistics you hear about black people and Africans or whatever, like no other group on this planet, aside from like Native Americans have really gone through what people of African descent have gone through. Like Asians were not, the continent of Asia was not fully colonized and they weren't enslaved. Like, I mean, they had like the opium mm -hmm. wars and all that stuff, World War II, Japan, Hiroshima, whatever. But like, it, it wasn't the same. So when you, I mean, cause that, that's a big factor. Because, like, mm -hmm. literally, like, 600 years ago, you had a dude that was passing through Cairo and mm -hmm. crashing their economy. So it wasn't always like that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I think when you look at, like, even, like, whether you're talking about African-Americans or Africans, like, we've come a long way. Right. Like, a long way. Like, like, all these people that were broken, like, took away their culture, colonized, or whatever, and then they still you still see them like bumping, you know, like I really think the future is the African future. Like it is, it is. The yeah, future is, is, the man. future is black. It the future is. is definitely black. It's black, I mean, sure. culture, I mean, I was very cool <laughs> culture, man. Yeah. Like Afrobeats are taking over. You don't see, you have, have you all seen Afro K-pop? You have not seen Afro K-pop? Oh yeah, bro. man, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's happening, bro. <laughs> it's Let's, happening. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I flip to the world. Go. Bro, it's happening, man. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I'm, like I said, I'll keep on saying it. We have to definitely support each other in everything that we do. It doesn't take that much to just uh, share someone's story. It doesn't take that, one, that much to share someone's businesses. It doesn't take that much to do. Do not negotiate with prices where you know that. He's saying you should share the podcast. <laughs> share the podcast. It doesn't take that much to share a podcast. Just put it on your story, man. No, like, send it to a friend. To send it to a friend. To send it to a friend. But seriously, though, it really doesn't take that much to support your own people. Like, you're willing to do that for other big businesses. But when it comes to your own people, you have a problem with it? You need to check yourself, man. All right, my bad. I think that one was coming from a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little personal. <laughs> but yeah. Any more questions on it? Um, I think that's, unless you guys got questions, I think that's it. If you have, I feel like I've been asking you guys questions this whole time. You have a question, bro? No, I don't have a question. No questions. My, there was this one. Okay, tell your feel about someone. Would you, if, it, if, it, if, if an African woman said that, uh, they want you to move, leave everything here in the United States to come live with them in, let's say, Ghana. Would you do it? It would depend. I wouldn't do that for any woman, I, like right off the bat. <laughs> Even if, like, yeah. they wouldn't, if it was Colombia, if it was Europe, if it was Russia, anywhere in Europe or Russia, whatever, China. Just, but it's not because of any stereotypes or whatever. It's because I just feel like my family and my core is here. Like, like you said, I can't remember if it's uh, you know Katie or DK who said earlier. But, like, we are, like, we did make a space for ourselves in America. Mm -hmm. Like, so this is, like, our home. Mm -hmm. Our home. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. It's like we, I mean, yeah, we have African roots, but, like, we are American. That's that's just what I mean. It's My true. family's been here for four or five hundred years. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. It's your home now. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, it would be a struggle. But I will say, I think in some ways... It would be, like, it would probably be easier for me to do that than, let's say, if I was to move to, like, 
China or something like that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. No, facts, facts, yeah. facts, facts. Yeah, especially somewhere like Ghana. I mean, I, like, I'm not going to move to Somalia <laughs> or something like that. Like, I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, like Ghana, like I feel like, like if, let's say if I was to go, to, like you said Ghana, like Ghana's probably like the most friendly African American. It is country. like literally, like yes, that's like your, that's like your your entryway to Africa. Yeah, like I mean, say it for the Nigerians to hear. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is you know crazy? crazy for no reason. Bro. No, but, calm no, but down, like, bro. you know what's crazy? Like most African Americans have have a ton of Nigerian ancestry, but like mm-hmm. you don't like. You don't really see that as much with Nigeria, but again, it could that could be because I mean, Nigeria is Niger- much bigger. Nigeria is a little hot right now, but I think I think they have some great places though. Like, oh yeah, of yeah. course they do. Of course they do. Yeah, it's just not as it's not as uh, easy or, or it, it's not it's not as peaceful. Yeah, the, the road isn't paved for you to get there. <laughs> this dude, this that, was gonna, yeah. that was insane. That was insane. That was gonna just, be the one no, who World War III. Nah, bro, that's no, that's not shade. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. I think it's bad. I'm not saying it. Like, Nigeria's let's not thing, let's not talk about Ghana and Nigeria. But let me let me answer yeah. your question, right? Um, I just like uh, DT said. Yeah. I don't think I'll do that. Like, yeah. like it depends on what I'm doing and like where I am in life yeah. or the job yeah. I'm doing. Like, so, if, so yours is like moving back to Ghana. Yeah, like moving back to Ghana or anywhere. You in, not do that in general. Like, I that wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like an easy decision to make, right? <laughs> so it depends. Like, if I'm coming there, like, am I getting a job? Like, yeah. what's what's the situation, what's the situation like? Like, yeah. you know, like How's it depends on other things. Is that what? How's the light of situation? How's the light of situation? <laughs> that, that you know, it's, it's a light, light. Light is a very important thing. Um, so it, it depends on it depends on me. It depends on me. It doesn't only depend on her, right? So it depends on my job. It depends on my livelihood and stuff like that. So uh, I mean, I'm someone that I I've always said I want to raise my kids back home. Yeah. But. Um, it, that's that I'm not just gonna do that just because that's what I want to do, right? Sure. It also depends on what I'm doing and and how affordable that's gonna be. That's so, true. Um, it depends on a lot of things. I wouldn't just up and go go there and just yes. go <laughs> stay there because of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that that passion fruit can't that be that passion. good. Yeah, <laughs> crazy passion fruit. Yo, changed my life. <laughs> changed the whole mood. Yeah. Not be able to make such movement, man. I go used to burgers and pizzas, man. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, though, if I were to make such a move like that, though, mm-hmm. that has to be like consistency. I like yeah. consistency, man. I like mm-hmm. be, I, I like having lights on every day, I like having water running every yeah. day, water not brown. You know what I mean? Well, hey, if you, if you're living like that and you can be rich and I can have that all the time. Yeah, but like I'll feel bad because like, there are people who don't. Why don't you feel bad here? I do every day, honestly. Though. It's, okay, so it's the same thing. No, then. like, but I feel like that would be much greater guilt because I'm right, <laughs> right next door. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now it's easier for you to handle it because you don't see them suffering. Yeah. Ah, listen, listen, listen. Hear no evil. Hear me, hear me, see no evil. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Speak no evil. Do you think? Do you think of the world when you fall? <laughs> oh. Do you think? No, you do. You get the idea. You're trying to sleep. It doesn't mean it's the right thing. No, I, <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right on that, brother. But like, it's not the right thing. But like, it, it's a little easier to handle the guilt being far away from it than when you go and then you're standing to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm not, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Hey, if hey, I'm wrong, tell me I'm, I'm not here to judge you, man. <laughs> Do you, bro? <laughs> Wait, I feel wait. better when I can't see you suffering, yeah. so just go ahead and suffer, man. I'm just gonna stay here and enjoy myself. Let me, let me, let me fly 
FOS today. I didn't see all that. That's like, that's like when you when you pull up to the stoplight, there's a homeless guy on the side with the sign, and you just pretend yeah, like you don't see me. I didn't see, see you. Like, you're staring ahead. He'd be like, I know you see me with this big ass sign. <laughs> no, no, not see That's so messed up, though. Like, we all do it, bro. Like, Listen, all I'm saying is that <laughs> it's easier. Like, I actually do feel guilty that I get to have the privilege of having these things that some some friends back home don't. And so I do my part in lessening. In in my head, I think I'm lessening their, their difficulties, even though I know it's not bad. I feel like I'm doing it. And so it helps me with the guilt. However, if I am in the core and I see it, even though I'm doing something about it, which I would be if I move back there. Mm-hmm. The fact that I am still able to enjoy certain things that they can enjoy would mm-hmm. make me able to sleep well at night as compared to where here. I understand the circumstances that place me here and I'm doing my part. Yeah. All right. So this is the African Wise Fools Podcast. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. It's a very interesting, very interesting week for us. So thank you guys. Uh, share, comment, subscribe, tell follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. And to five star week. review. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Five star review. Get us get those uh get those followers up. I think exactly. we're at like what thirty something right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, we have come a long way. I mean no 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 I mean I mean, I mean it's a good start. Just, yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, yeah, just start. shut up. I'm mm-hmm. impressed with it. Yeah, we are yeah, we are very, very appreciative of the support. Um, just yes. keep it coming and let's stay consistent. If there's it. any way we can improve, don't yeah. hesitate to send us a DM. Exactly. Um, oh yeah. Um an email, whatever, any way you can reach out to us. If you know us personally, send us a text message, yeah. anything. Topic, yeah. Topic if you have us. any suggestions of topics too, yeah. definitely let us know. Big uh, shout out again to our manager, our editor, yeah, yeah, and yeah. social media. The real MVP. Bobs, <laughs> man, thank you so much for your sacrifice and mm-hmm. not sleeping and making sure that everything is all right. Thank you so much. Anyways, African Wise Foods out. We out. Peace. Peace.